Hi, I'm Simon Rushton and this is Taxi Chronicles podcast. On this podcast, we spontaneously interview unsuspecting passengers with their permission, allowing them to share their intimate life stories and concerns. As our slogan states, real riders, real stories. Some riders prefer to be anonymous, while others ask me to tell their story later on. Either way, there are all genuine 5 to 10 minutes stories. So sit back and enjoy this episode. Morning, morning, morning. We have another rider in the car. His name's Emmanuel Mensah, all the way from Ghana. He's a bartender and he has his own YouTube channel. I will pass it over to him about how he's, um, how he, why he decided to be a bartender and how the YouTube, cam, uh, YouTube channel's going. And then we'll just take it from there. So nice to have you, Emmanuel. Thank you. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, yeah, I'm going to speak a little bit about what I do and my passion. So I'm, I'm, my parents are from Ghana, as we said before. But I was born in Italy, in the north of Italy, called oh. Verona. Okay. So I moved to the UK five years ago, having like already a previous experience at the bar. So I decided to challenge myself in the big city, not to try making cocktails with the best cocktail bartenders in the world. And uh, it was pretty great. I did like a lot of master classes, cocktail bars. I worked at the Breakfast Club, Distribute, or like the top cocktail bars in the UK. And uh, name a few. Yeah, of course. So as I was saying, the Breakfast Club. It's like Mr. Lucky. It's the cocktail bar in London Bridge. It's a really nice, busy environment. Have nice cocktails. I work in Borough Market as well. It's okay. called Arabica Bar and Kitchen. Okay. It's a really delicious Middle East cuisine with cocktails pairing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and dispute in Cannabis Street. Mm-hmm. It's a cocktail bar. Speak easy. So you have to be like a member to get in. It's downstairs. Everything's really nice. It's like the 60s. Okay. And actually, I'm working now in Zelman Meat. Zelman Meat. Yeah, it's a steakhouse cocktail bar in Soho. Okay. So, that's what I do. And uh, during the quarantine, you know, I, I was home. And I need to do something about this. Like, I'm getting bored, I'm not working. So, I decided to create a YouTube channel. So, the YouTube channel is called Cocktails with Lele. Do you want to spell that? Yes. C-O-C-K-T-A-I-L-S with Lele. W-I-T-H-L-E-L-E. Okay. So, Cocktails with Lele. Are you on Instagram as well? Yes, I'm on Instagram as well. And that's the same name as well, Cocktails with Lele. And uh, since I started, I have a lot of feedback coming back. So I started almost like two months ago. And I'm already um, over past 2K and half on Instagram. And uh, I almost had uh, 100 last week on YouTube. So, so you got 100, 100 subscribers on YouTube. Okay, that's good. And uh, yeah, for like for two months, I'm really happy about that. Yeah. And basically, I'm making classic cocktails at home. So I'm teaching people how to make drinks at home. So, you know, sometimes you have got friends over, you got some spirits, you don't know how to use them. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to teach you the way to develop these drinks into cocktails. So something like a good experience for your guests mm-hmm. and have like fun with your friends. So, yes. Is, is there much competition in that? In, like, on, is there many other people teaching people to make? Uh... Yes, yes, yes. So uh, on the YouTube, there's like a lot of competition of bartenders trying to do the same thing. But what is happening with my um, cocktail bartender experience, uh, I've been doing competition as well myself. Like physical competition and in 2018 I was part of the world class UK okay where, so, did, where did you come so I was on the top 100 okay 
So that's like a good position because it was like more than 10,000 uh, 10, people right. in competition. Well, well so done. Well thank done. you. <laughs> and um, yeah, so what I'm doing now, I'm doing like this cocktail bar at home. And the difference between mine and what we have already on YouTube mm -hmm. is um, I do it slightly um, home friendly. Mm -hmm. So I, I use tools that you can find at home. So I make it easy for everyone to make drinks because there's like a little mystery about bartenders, you know. Mm -hmm. Go to the bar, just get a drink, you're like, okay, how did this come from? But I explain everything to you from the beginning to the end. Mm -hmm. So you can uh, replicate the same products I'm making at home. Yeah. Um, where does the love of making drinks come from? Oh, you thank you. started from Italy. So yeah, I started from Italy. And um, it started from because when I was young, after school, I had a part-time job. So my dad know I have a friend of his that he was having a pub over there. So I used to just go there and clean glasses, help out in my Saturdays afternoon. This is in Italy? That is in Italy, yes. So uh, I started learning from quite a young age, like I love working with people. What age were you doing that? I was around 15, 16. Okay. Yes. So uh, I understand I love working with people. I love helping out, talking with people, having people around me. Mm -hmm. So I decided it's going to be my career. So after I finished my damn diploma, I decided to move over here mm -hmm. and uh, after coming to London it was like a blessing because all, all I need was here and it like challenging and it guests so every people was like ready to drink cocktails I was learning a lot and after four years I left I went to Australia I went to Sydney and the Sydney, the Sydney cocktail scene is incredible so I was lucky to work for this cocktail bar it was it's one of the best cocktail bar in the world it's called LDB and it's mm -hmm. water of life mm -hmm. and uh, from there I, I I started learning a lot from that and I really appreciate like all the, the knowledge that I gained from the best top bartenders in the world. So after that I became myself like really challenging, really pushing myself to do more and more. And mm. that for me is getting like love for what I do. Mm. So I love making cocktails, making people happy, making drinks. And that is part of all this. What makes a good bartender uh, cocktail maker? So a cocktail maker, what makes a cocktail maker is being um, open for the guests so we, because what's happening in this industry if I'm a bartender yeah and you come to my bar most of bartenders are really like judgmental about what the guests drink if you come to my bar you'll be like can I have a, a vodka soda a bartender will look you like okay alright but the goal for a bartender is to understand your guests so even like you want a, a vodka soda I'm gonna make you the best vodka soda that you can promise to be asked for, you know? How would you do that? So how, how would I do that? I'm going to give you the best experience. So first of all, uh, after you order your drink, I'm going to make sure your glass is chilled. So I'm going to give you the full experience. The glass is chilled, every perfect ice block in the glass, a, a fair amount of uh, vodka, and, and, uh, possibly best tonic that I have in the bar, and give it all the best service that I can. That I can. Just, just like making a drink, giving it to you. But all, all the process to make the drink has to be perfect. Mm -hmm. So, okay. yeah. Okay, what um, you sound very motivated. What drives you that you because you sound like this is going to be a career until you're sure. old? So, yes, um, what's um, what drive me that I'm going to open my own bar soon? So, uh, by the end of the year, I'm going to move back to Italy, mm -hmm. and uh, so with some of my colleagues, we're planning to open a bar. Okay, yes, we plan to open a cocktail bar, so that's why all the channel and everything come from because I'm trying to get people to know what we're doing because. Opening a bar for me is gonna be the best thing ever, and uh, yes. Why Why are you doing that, Italy? Why not here? If this is more of a market. Yes. So uh, in Italy, because I've been away for so long for family and friends, and I really miss them. And also, in Italy, I feel like there's no this scenario in there. In London, there's so many bars, 
and my bar is going to get lost in all this. I want people to come to my little bar in Milan. So that's what it's going to be. In uh, Milan, okay. Yes. And uh, it's going to be an organic bar. So what I mean is going to have a, a bar with a garden. Everything's going to be fresh. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be just not coming for a drink, but having a full experience. Yeah. But what I mean with a full experience is meaning I'm making you a cocktail, but I'm going to give you a VR mode. You're going to travel with me to where I'm going to take you. Yeah. So this like the game that we're planning, kind of planning for our bar. Mm-hmm. Everything's gonna be organic. We gonna have our own botanicals and plants. So it's gonna be everything from Milano. Nothing's gonna be exported. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be eco-friendly, and sustainable. So that's what we are trying to get in our bar. When you say sustainable, yes. in the alcohol sense, how would you be sustainable? Exactly. Because it's just liquid and bottles. Exactly. So I wanna tell you. So there's this company doing some new type of spirits sustainable. So they come in the tank. So every time you finish a bottle, you just need to fill it up. You don't need to create so many bottles behind the bar. You just need the tank to be refilled with one bottle that you have. How, okay. mm, some customers may say that that yeah. brings um, quality assurance. Exactly. Because so, people may want to water. I suppose you could water. If you open a bottle, you could always put water in there anyway. So, okay. So um, this is like, you know, at least for me, if you, you are a professional bartender, you love what you're doing. That is something like it's not acceptable to put water in in the spirit because you're gonna ruin the product, ruin your drinks and have a bad experience to the guests. Okay. So for me like uh, me uh, eco sustainable having this tank in the bar it's gonna be sealed on the top so every time you use it you can see the level of the, uh, the alcohol in there. So you're gonna be have more control on it and like hopefully like nothing's gonna happen because putting water in someone's drink is something really serious for me. Like I take it personally because I don't think it's fair yeah. and for my guests I wanna give them just the best that I can. Okay, so yeah. w- what's life in Italy like? You said you were born there, in, yes. c- in comparison to uh, London. So, okay, life in Italy compared to London. So, I'm going to start with London life first and then I'm going to compare it to Italy. So, London, everything's really quick. Like, you're always moving quick and uh, you have no time to stop for a minute, you know. And I love that. I have been here for almost seven years and I enjoy all this fact, you know. But after being here for a while, being around the world, I've seen like I'm missing that part of my life where I can be like, okay, I'm gonna be in the countryside with my family, enjoying, having a glass of wine, having a chat together, you know, missing my old friends that we grew up together, and mm. all these kind of like little things that makes makes mm. it like a family, you know. Mm. And uh, and also in London, it's really difficult to have like a stable relationship with someone because um, after a year or two, people are gonna, are gonna leave the country. So you're not gonna see them anymore, so it's difficult to keep. <laughs> oh, yeah. that, that's what happened. Yeah, I suppose it depends on what circles you're moving in, but I understand if you're in your bar sense and those kind of people, then yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, I see what you're saying. People on the move, but then you're on the move as well. Yeah, that's, true. that's true. So you're your own worst enemy. Exactly. In... So that's I'm looking for stability, you know. Okay. <laughs> Somewhere I can just stay there, and Italy gonna give me this. Italy gonna give me like you know, there's a lot of space in Italy for um a small business as I want to do like a little cocktail mm. bar something yeah. that like really genuine you know are you nervous or concerned about mafia okay so um, I'm nervous and concerned at the same time because I know there is mafia and uh, hopefully what I'm gonna do is not gonna pick the attention to come to me yeah. <laughs> first yeah. of all I think it probably will <laughs> you're talking about selling their experience people you're on social media I'm sure mafia is what social media? Yeah, that be like, hey, <laughs> imagine, oh, uh, right. come um, out, yeah. but, but you know, uh, I think like 
for mafia, uh, like for my experience, because I'm, I've been lucky, I haven't nothing, I've been never been involved with all these kind of things, but I hear trends from people who have been, and uh, it's kind of like, if you mind your business, they, they're gonna leave you alone. Yeah, but you have to pay, you know. Yes, but if you come to that, just always, I'm gonna like, I'm not someone who's ready to pay the mafia just to have a job, you know. I'm gonna report it, I'm gonna do something about it, I'm gonna call the police, I'm gonna okay. get someone involved to that. And you're not concerned about your well-being? I'm concerned about my well-being, for sure, and my family as well. Yeah. Uh, but um, hopefully, because on the north, there's not that, that such a thing. Okay. It's more on the south, sometimes. In yes, exactly. So on the north, there is, but it's a different way of mafia. Okay. They're more in politics. Yes, exactly. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. So on the north, it's not going to be like that much a big deal. <laughs> mm -hmm. So hopefully, <laughs> I'm going to be all right. You spoke about Australia, and your time in Australia was yes. um, great, superb. Yes. Tell us about that. What was so great about it? Okay, so um, I was in Sydney, and uh, Sydney is the most beautiful city ever. So I, I went there in a working holiday visa. So you can apply for working day, um, holiday visa when you are under 30. You can go there for a year or two. Uh, and it's really cheap, really easy to do online. So I went there for a year, and I was also I was in Sydney. And uh, I was working for this cocktail bar called Odeby. And what's beautiful about Sydney, but on your lunch break, you can go to the sea, you can go and swim, do surf, and then come back to work. Mm. And uh, people are really nice over there. At the beginning, I was going there, I was like, no, Sydney's too far. I don't know how it's going to react to it, you know. Mm. But when I went there, it was really nice. Everybody was really, like, um, genuine, really polite. Everybody was, like, you know, it's a welcoming country. So I really have, like, a good time over there. Mm. And after that, I did, like, seven months of working, and I did the rest of the, of the month of traveling. So I traveled all the coast from Sydney to Cairns from Cairns to Perth and from Perth to um, Adelaide. You did that on your own? I did that, me, my girlfriend and two friends. We rent a, a van and we traveling and sleep in the camp. At the end, we ended up in uh, Orulu, where the big mountain is, the red mm -hmm. one. And we was there for four days. And man, that was so cold. Like, so I was freezing at the night time. I was like, I didn't expect that. You should have hugged. We all got on the same blanket yes. and hugged. <laughs> the spoon. But it was so beautiful. men on the outside, women on the inside. <laughs> and you, and you, and you spoon, the big blanket, the heat stays. Yes. Everybody, you all wrapped up. So that's all, yes. Yeah, Basically, that's what was happening there. Yeah. And, um, yeah, had a great time. Like, really great time. I did, like, a little traveling to New Zealand as well. And New Zealand is beautiful. From Auckland to Wellington by driving. It's a beautiful experience to do. It's something you have to do in a lifetime because mm. that's it's like there's a beautiful all the all the countryside outside the city. Mm -hmm. Man, it's crazy. It's mm. crazy. But you left Australia and came to London. Yes, yes. Okay, so you just wanted to experience London. Yes, exactly. Because obviously a lot of Australians come to London as well themselves. Yes. But then yeah, they quite a few British go to Australia as well. Yes. Uh, have you been to America? America had never been to America. Uh, I'm not like. When I was young, I wanted to go, but I'm not really interested anymore. Why is that? Because I don't think it's a country for people who, like, for my mentality, like, grew up in Europe and everything. Going to America is going to be really difficult for me over there. Because it's totally different because people, um, I've had a few mates, Americans, and uh, they have a totally different point of view about food, about things, about what is good and what is healthy. And uh, it's a disaster over there. <laughs> and honestly, like, I, I, won't, I won't go, like, no, I'm, I'm It doesn't happy. inspire you to No, to it go. doesn't. Okay, I understand that. When I was younger, yeah, because I was listening to music and everything, so I was like, yo, America is the place to go. Yeah. But growing up, I feel like America is the place to be. If 
far away from because I yeah. I shared that I had similar sentiments when I was younger yeah. when I finished my degree I really wanted to live in America I went straight to America um, around and, and was it 9/11? No, I even went to America during my studies. Okay. And um, after that, as I life went on, yeah, it's changed. It's like okay, I go to America to see family, um, yeah. but that's as much as it goes. Yes, exactly, exactly. They've got nice places: Grand Canyon, Yellowstone, or Yellow Rock, whatever. That's yes. that kind of thing. But yeah, it is a different. And I found the the police in. Uh, the police or the custom officers were extremely rude. Yes. It's like they didn't really want you to be there. So I just thought, well... It's true because you don't feel welcome when there's something like that, you know? Well, I, the people in New York were friendly, yeah. I found. Okay. They had some kind of thing. But I was surprised because I expected it to be such a hostile city. Okay. So from my experience, I found them very friendly. But then I was only there for a week with okay. my daughter in that respect um, of things, you see? Yeah, yeah. 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 No, but you know, I think New York is gonna be similar like London as well because it's like a multicultural place. Mm-hmm. Everybody's kind of like you know from everywhere, so it's nice. Everybody wanna know everyone. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you move out from New York, everything changed. Like <laughs> the police change, people change. Everybody's like you know. But you're in Italy. Yes. I know Italy's got a certain amount of black people. Yes. Because um, Italian men love black women. Yes. From what I've been told. <laughs> um, but how do how you you're brought up there? How did you find that on the race? So I was second as a black man in Italy. So what happened to me when I went there? I was um, I grew up over there. I was going to school with all Italian people. So I didn't feel it that much when I was a kid. Uh, but growing up, I was feeling like a little bit different because you know when you're a teenager, Italian teenager, everybody's gonna everybody start knowing things, you know. And it became a little bit weird for me when I was a teenager because everybody was like, "Yo, you're black." I was like, "Okay, so what?" You know. And uh, slowly, slowly, I understand like um, it was just the moment of the age. No, it happens like in the age of like 12, 10, they don't know what, what, what this is, like, you know, everything's new for us. And I uh, understand like, you know, it's not like I didn't feel the racism on my side because I was like full of people, like a lot of my family was really supportive. I was have like this big community of Ghanaians seeing each other, it was like all huge friends with everyone, you know. But for many people, like, especially with a language barrier, it's really difficult in Italy. So if you come there as a foreigner. Yes then you could have issues yes yes because you're not you're not you're not you're not proving yourself exactly exactly yeah Yeah. because what's happening in italy is kind of like um don't accept the culture but they want you to uh, understand the culture they want you to get into what they want you know so to do that you have to understand they they don't accept your culture yes but they want you to understand their culture yes they want you to understand their culture first and then maybe they're going to understand yours you know yeah but uh, you go to someone's house you abide by their rules exactly exactly to me i don't have a issue with that at all you know even here no one likes it if you've lived here for 20 years and you barely speak english yes because you're an outsider still you're just kind of sucking off our economy and yes. you're not part of us it's true in that's that true respect. so i understand but you you must be bilingual yes i'm bilingual so you, yeah. you, is it tree tree yes tree, tree yes uh english, english and italian italian a bit of spanish and spanish a bit yeah basically i've got studied school some spanish okay so that's why and it's really similar to italian as well so yeah okay. we, yeah 
Well, thanks for that interview. Well, thank you very much. Do you, do you want to pump your business website and um, your social media link again one more time? Yeah, sure. So, guys, um, Cocktails with Lele. You can find me on YouTube and Instagram. Please subscribe, follow my videos, comment. Let me know. Thank you very much. Okay. We hoped you liked that episode. Keeping in mind, we never know who we're going to interview. We post twice a day, 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. GMT. Have you ever considered the future economies to invest in? Why not listen to our sister podcast, Africa Investor Stories? Considering Africa has the fastest growing economies and population on Earth and has done for many years, it holds 30% of the world's known natural resources. We publish twice a week, Tuesday with a guest investor and Fridays talking about investment, politics and history, providing a clear understanding for any potential investor.